Welcome everyone to Dead Talk Live. I'm your host Viz from Walking Dead Now. I want to welcome all of our viewers. If you're joining us for the first time and want more information about our show, please visit us on the web at deadtalklive.com. And as always, if you haven't already done so, please visit our YouTube channel, which is called Walking Dead Now. And go ahead and subscribe. If you're there right now, please go ahead and hit the thumbs up button on this broadcast. Saz is going to be handling the text chats on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Marie is going to be moderating on Instagram. So I hope everyone is doing well tonight. Let me say hello to some of you that are joining us. Uh, Singer Chick is with us. I'm a white boy is with us. Welcome to all you guys. Um... Tiffany is joining us on Twitter. Tiffany's becoming a regular. Thank you for being with us, Tiffany. Junior James has joined us on YouTube. Corey Adams is with us from Kentucky on Facebook. Rue is also with us on Facebook. Our regular Lindsay Sparks is also with us on Facebook as well. And let's go on over to the Instagram side. Lots of people here. I see Zambika has joined us. PSP is saying hello. Welcome to PSP. Mateus has given us a smiley love face. Uh, it's good to see you back here, Zambika. Dazzler has given us a thumbs up. Evelyn Elizabeth is also with us. Uh, I Cruiser is also joining us and waving. Thank you for uh, being with us, I Cruiser. Good to see you here again. Dazzler, uh, just scrolling down the list, lots of people. Gabe is also with us. Paulina has just joined us on Instagram. Anyway, I hope everyone's enjoying their Friday evening. Uh, we have another upcoming guest announcement to make. Seems like we're having one of these every night. But Joshua Michael, who played the savior Jared on The Walking Dead, the unredeemable Jared will be joining us live right here on Dead Talk Live. Uh, if you guys don't remember, Jared is the one who shot Henry's brother, Benjamin, uh, was ultimately captured by Jesus and Morgan when the start of the war happened. That is where Jesus, Jesus and Morgan got into that huge fight. Morgan wanted to kill them. Jesus wanted them to live. They came to blows. Uh, well, Jesus got his way. They got to live, even though Jared's time did not last that much longer. Even after his death, though, he appeared on several more episodes of The Walking Dead, if you remember, as Morgan's hallucination. Uh, you know, of all people, uh, it was Jared that Morgan hallucinated when he was starting to go all nuts again a little bit before he drew himself back and after the war separated himself from the rest of the communities which ultimately led to Morgan joining Fear the Walking Dead. So anyway, we're excited as hell. Joshua Michael, who played Jared, is going to be joining us here live. A date to be determined, but it should be sometime very, very soon. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, and just a reminder... We have three, uh, we have a lot of interviews lined up. Coming up in the next uh, seven days, starting with this Sunday, we are having Michael Trainer, who played Nicholas. Remember Nicholas, who got Noah killed uh, from Alexandria? 
uh, the Mike, the great Michael Trainer is going to be our guest right here this Sunday evening, and that's going to be a blast. Michael is a just he, he he's a great guy, and uh, I'm really looking forward to that interview. It's just, it's going to be fascinating. Uh, welcome to ZB15 joining us on YouTube. Uh, let's see what we got more news too. I also want to remind you guys on October 4th, which is, as you all know, uh, the finale of The Walking Dead is going to premiere. The Walking Dead World Beyond is going to premiere right after the finale. We are going to be taking the night off uh, here on Dead Talk Live. And we are going to be taking every Sunday night that there is a Walking Dead Universe show on TV, we are going to be taking that night off. So starting October 4th, while there is a Walking Dead show going on on Sundays, we are going to be broadcasting as opposed to seven days per week. We're going to switch over to six days per week because obviously everybody wants to watch the shows and I don't want to interrupt that. I want to enjoy the shows as well. Uh, now, so... The next day, October 5th, we will be officially starting our second season of Dead Talk Live. Uh, we had to pick a time to make the switch over from our, you know, premiere season of season one on to season two. And October 5th just seems like the perfect time to do that. So October 5th will be our, our season premiere for season two. And we are working on some really exciting stuff for you. As you know, uh, uh, we're working with uh, AMC. And we are working with AMC to uh, get us a guest for October 5th uh, to break down the Walking Dead finale on October 5th. And then the next day on October 6th, again, we're, we're working with AMC to get us uh, uh, one of the stars of the new show, World Beyond, to join us to help us break down that premiere. So, and we are working with AMC. We have a relationship and we are getting a lot more guests down the pipe. So guys, please continue to tune in. Uh, Dead Talk Live is, you know, on being taken to a brand new level, I guess for lack of a better term, that I can't think of a better term right now other than that. So please keep tuning in. Uh, the guest lists are gonna be growing. Uh, so exciting times are ahead of us here. And uh, it's gonna be really, really cool. Really cool. So let's see, Tiffany says, congratulations. Thank you, Tiffany on uh, Twitter. Uh, Roash is with us from the Philippines. Welcome. Celeste is with us on Facebook as well, saying hello. Zambika writes, that's awesome, on Instagram. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, SA is writing, what happened? Waiting. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, B-L-O-O-Q Quasar says we're at bat watch together 
Uh, that'd be nice, but, you know, I guess we're all going to be watching from the comforts of our all living room. Uh, let's see, Muhammad has joined us. German is also with us. Just scrolling up the list here. Welcome to all you guys who have just joined us on Instagram. Uh, Celeste uh, is also with us. So let's move on to some different news, guys. Uh, Fear the Walking Dead dropped a new teaser. And I'm going to show it to you here in a second. And then we're going to read the article in regards to this teaser. This is a kick-ass teaser. So pay very close attention and check this out. Something that most people don't. Because I knew there was something I had to do. So there you go. Very short, but very cool. Very exciting. Now let's go ahead and read the article that was associated with that teaser. You wanna you're going to want to keep your red eyes open when watching this new exclusive teaser, the one we just saw. I survived when most people don't says Morgan Jones, played by Lenny James in the trailer, because I knew there was something I had to do. But of course, that's not the interesting thing about Morgan, a mainstay in the Walking Dead franchise, who has become the de facto lead of the Fear Ensemble. One interesting thing is that he is alive at all, after being left for dead by Virginia and her pioneers in season five in the finale. An even more interesting thing is that Morgan's red bloody eyes. Uh, everyone seems to be really fascinated about his bloody eyes. Uh, the tease which was revealed in the trailer and the poster for the season seemed to indicate that Morgan was in fact dead and turned into a zombie. Not so given the fact that he's wandering and delivering narration. So what is up with those red eyes? Is it radiation sickness finally getting to him? Perhaps a viral promotion for the hit movie Red Eye starring Cillian Murphy and Rachel McAdams? Or maybe there's another explanation as why Morgan is looking uh, like the most dead alive guy in the apocalypse. Whatever the reason, he's going to have a lot of work to do if he wants to help his friends most of him, most of him who have been forcibly defected to Ginny's group, including his bludgeoning love, Grace, who was revealed to be pregnant at the end of last season. Uh, we get glimpses of a number of characters in the trailer, an uncharacteristically terrified Ginny, the group's SWAT vehicle being chased by what I assume is the masked dance group. <laughs> They're making a joke there on horses. Someone spray painting the end on a wall. Alicia standing strong with the group in work clothes against something. And brief glances of other cast members, including Dwight and Victor Strand. So all the teasers that we have seen for Fear, which premieres October 11th on AMC, just look really damn good. And I'm just really excited. I think this season, even though the last two seasons have already been taking fear to a brand new level, 
it's going to go to an even higher level in this upcoming season six. So I'm really stoked about watching uh, this upcoming season of Fear. Uh, let's see what you guys are saying. Alice is with us on Facebook saying very exciting. Uh, let's see. I'm a white boy, right? I think Morgan is halfway infected. There's something going on with him. I mean, there's something going on with him. Uh, it's not allergies. Allergies don't make your eyes that red. Uh, Saz writes, burst blood vessels in the eyes. That will do it. A serious case of pink eye. That will do it. But pink eye normally happens in one eye only. But who knows? <clears throat> Jalene is with us on Facebook. Wants to know about Netflix. I'm assuming your question, Netflix, please, means when is The Walking Dead going to be released on Netflix? That's going to happen next month. Season 10 of The Walking Dead is coming to Netflix in October. Mr. Deadman says Morgan's death better not be as sad as Lee's. I don't, Morgan's not going to die. That's just my opinion. I don't know that for a fact, but he's, I don't see Morgan dying. Morgan and Alicia are the two big stars of Fear of the Walking Dead. Uh, so let's see. Uh, Alice writes, I love watching this and getting info. Thank you, Alice. Uh, Lindsay writes, awesome teaser. Uh, I'm a white boy, writes, he's not dying, man. I agree, he's not dying. CC uh, Weezy writes, smoking crack will do that too. Uh, there you go. That's... We'll add that to the list of possibilities as to why Morgan has red eyes. Uh, Roxy Gal says, I missed your show. It's good to have you back, Roxy. Uh, iCruiser says, I also missed your show. It's good to have all you guys back with us. Uh, Bridget has given us a thumbs up on Instagram. So let's move on to the next story, okay? Tales of the Walking Dead, which is that other anthology uh, series that we're going to be getting could be a chance to tell King Ezekiel's story. Now that the Walking Dead family has had a chance to let all of the news settle, it's time to turn to which characters might show up in Scott Gimple's anthology uh, series, which is going to be called Tales of the Walking Dead which will focus on characters from the Walking Dead universe, past and present. It's a chance to see King Ezekiel in his prime with Shiva at his side. We, there's a good chance we might get to see Shiva again. And I know there's a lot of Shiva fans out there. Though not much is known at this point about Tales of the Walking Dead, it sounds like it's a chance to take a deep dive into characters who have come and gone from The Walking Dead. That means it could feature flashbacks at characters when they first set out in the apocalypse, which would be a very fascinating way to explore the lives of characters before we got to, to know them better. And who better to start with than King Ezekiel? Larger than life, with a heart of gold, King Ezekiel had one of the best introductions in the history of The Walking Dead as he appeared with his tiger Shiva by his side. And let's not forget Carol's wonderful response to seeing the king 
in all his glory. She uh, found it very hard to keep a straight face. By the time fans met Ezekiel, he had built a kingdom into the community that it was, but they were living under a deal brokered by the saviors. Ezekiel was fortunate in that Gavin, who's also going to be a guest on our show, was the representative doing business on Negan's behalf rather than Simon, so the deal was much easier to tolerate. That's what made Gavin, uh, played by uh, Jason Warner Smith, who's going to be a guest on our show, uh, he wasn't a really bad guy. Uh, Yeah, he did whatever Negan told him, but he really tried to accommodate Ezekiel by meeting away from the kingdom uh, to not scare the people of the kingdom. He was under direct orders by Negan to make sure the kingdom paid their fair due. Uh, but, you know, Gavin is just one of those characters who, uh, in my opinion, was redeemable. Uh, and if you remember, it was Henry that killed uh, Gavin for retribution for um, Joshua Michael, who played Jared, even though he was the one that shot uh, Henry's brother, Benjamin. Uh, Henry took out his revenge on Gavin. So we all know how that turned out. Uh, But how did the kingdom begin? What would it be like to see Ezekiel at the start? setting out with Shiva into the apocalypse. When did he meet Jerry? Tales of the Walking Dead has the potential to open up a whole new world to explore within the greater Walking Dead universe. Characters can move beyond current storylines to explore the past and the present. Suddenly, those long chunks of time lost to time jumps to provide opportunities for exciting new narratives and a chance to see our favorite characters in a whole new way. And that's what makes this, uh, what I said yesterday, this announcement yesterday, so damn exciting. We actually can get to see there's a whole world of opportunities that is being opened up right now because of these new shows that are going to be coming our way. Uh, Let's see, uh, Singer Chick writes, I love the king. Mr. Deadran writes, uh, but anything happens to Jeffrey, Negan, I'm done. Uh, Singer also writes, that would be such a cool show. I want to see Negan's backstory as well. Jennifer and John Wesley have just joined us on Facebook. Hello. Welcome, guys. Uh, Tiffany on Twitter writes, wait, there's going to be a tale of the walking dead? Yeah. Yes. It's part of the expanding Walking Dead universe. It's going to be an anthology. And as I explained yesterday, what an anthology means is that uh, each episode is going to be one story wrapped up in one episode. And then the next episode will be a completely different story. So it makes it very exciting. Uh, Let's see what's going on on Instagram. I see I miss... People saying I miss Glenn, I miss Carl and Abraham. Uh, just scrolling up the list here. Uh, Standing Gull is with us. A wouldn't you have red eyes after spending years awake as you wouldn't sleep during a zombie apocalypse? 
You're absolutely right. I don't know how these guys do it. Only getting a couple of hours of sleep a night. And for the majority of the time, they're sleeping somewhere out in the woods. Uh, Mr. Deadman on YouTube writes, How about another Telltale Walking Dead game about Negan's backstory? Uh, Tiffany says, Yep, that's right. I did explain it. Got it. So, next thing on the list. Uh, will everyone other than Carol and Daryl, now that we know they are going to survive, they're going to move on onto their new show, same characters, same theme, uh, just a new title with Carol and Daryl. Uh, the article is basically asking, is everyone else going to die? I don't think so, but let's see what they have to say. Does the, uh, does the Walking Dead's confirmed Daryl and Carol spinoff spell doom for everyone else in the main series? As one virus continues to wreak havoc, another is coming to an end. The Walking Dead will officially wrap up with season 11, which is going to be spread over two years. The Walking Dead is currently in its 10th season, which has been delayed and extended due to the real-world pandemic. Season 11 will air in 2022 and bring The Walking Dead to a conclusion. That's not accurate. Season 11 will start in 2021 and will go straight through 2022, uh, finishing at roughly the same place as where the original comic book series ended. Uh, however, the Walking Dead fans needn't worry about leaving the zombie apocalypse behind just yet. The Walking Dead's final two se seasons will be accompanied by a pair of spin-offs in Fear of the Walking Dead and World Beyond, with a movie starring Andrew Lincoln, uh, Rick Grimes likely arriving during that same period as well. Then in 2023... The Walking Dead franchise will continue with its third spin-off venture, starring series originals Daryl Dixon, played by Norman Reedus, and Carol, played by Melissa McBride. But while the new spin-off has generated both relief and excitement among fans, the announcement doesn't necessarily bode well for the rest of the Walking Dead cast. If Daryl and Carol are splintering from the main group, to embark on their own adventure, something must happen to separate those long-serving characters from their fellow survivors. The reason could be entirely innocuous, such as being sent on a mission. Perhaps Alexandria makes radio contact with a faraway community, and the Daryl Carroll tandem are sent to investigate. Or news reaches Alexandria of a potential virus cure meaning someone needs to go out and ascertain whether the rumors are true. This is all speculation now, guys. It's also vital to consider Daryl and Carol's personality traits, as, as, as both characters have voluntarily spent time away from their peers. Daryl moved into the wild after Rick's quote-unquote death, living alone with his pet dog, and Carol once settled in a small cabin outside of the kingdom, reluctantly accepting visits from Morgan and Ezekiel. It's possible that the final episodes of The Walking Dead see Daryl and Carol choose to be alone, 
away from the communities and civilization. Could that happen? Yeah, absolutely. They even teased about it earlier on in this season 10 when Carol got off the boat and Daryl and Carol are talking and they uh, had a little conversation about the both of them driving, you know, just riding off together. I think they chose New Mexico just for whatever reason, which would be interesting. New Mexico. Now, we've all heard about, you know, Breaking Bad, uh, especially in the earlier seasons of The Walking Dead and their ties to, uh, you know, Breaking Bad ties to The Walking Dead. Uh, how Breaking Bad is the world of The Walking Dead pre-apocalypse because of all the little Easter eggs that we have seen in the earlier seasons of The Walking Dead. So, New Mexico is where uh, Breaking Bad took place. So, I don't think it's just any kind of accident that when Daryl and Carol were having that conversation earlier on in this season 10, that New Mexico was brought up. So, there might be something to look out for there. You know, I would love to see Jesse Pinkman come back in The Walking Dead. That would be badass. To see Jesse Pinkman from Breaking Bad show up in The Walking Dead. That would be freaking epic. Epic. I would love that. Um, let's see. Uh, that's so Genesis writes, oh shoot, do I need to start Breaking Bad now? Breaking Bad is a fantastic show. If you haven't already watched it, whether, they're, whether they do tie it into The Walking Dead or not, it's an absolutely epic show. And if you haven't watched it, you have to watch it. I love it. I love it. And like I said, in the earlier seasons of The Walking Dead, there were a lot of Easter eggs that pointed to Breaking Bad. So if you, if you ever want to know what The Walking Dead world was like pre-apocalypse all you got to do is watch breaking bad they both you know they were both on the same network and it makes perfect sense that they would try to tie those two in together somehow those are amc's two biggest shows um let's see tiffany writes that's right they did i felt carol did not want to come back she didn't and i think daryl after asking her to stay, regrets that he asked her to come back because he does make a statement later on in the season that she never left that boat. Uh, her mind was always there, not thinking about the group. Uh, Gypsy writes they should go to Seattle instead of Mexico. Seattle, hell no. Too much rain. Way too much rain in the Pacific Northwest. Singer writes, oh my God, Epic is right. Rakua writes, okay. Singer writes, I just finally watched it and it was amazing. Alpha also says, also better call Saul, which is the spinoff of Breaking Bad, which is another phenomenal show. Uh, you know, and it's a spinoff of Breaking Bad. I don't want to spoil it for you guys. Um, Tiffany goes right. I was thinking the same to binge watch Breaking Bad. I absolutely recommend it. I mean, I love that show. And Breaking Bad was so epic. 
uh, on the Emmys year after year. It just won award after award after award. Brian Cranston, uh, everybody. Everybody was just amazing uh, who, who appeared in that show. All right, let's move on because, uh, damn, the show's already half over. Uh, the Walking Dead Universe Experience makes IMDb its exclusive, exclusive streaming home. This is interesting. AMC and Amazon's ad-supported streaming service, IMDb TV, have entered into a partnership for six linear AMC-derived channels, one of the first of which will be the Walking Dead Universe Experience. That's going to be a channel. The Walking Dead Universe Experience. That's going to be kick-ass. The curated channel targets fans of The Walking Dead with select full episodes of the original series, which just announced its zombie stagger into the sunset. It will also feature Fear of the Walking Dead, Ride with Norman Reedus, Friday Night In with the Morgans. That's uh, J.D. Morgans and his wife's uh, show that they stream from home with guests. Uh, Very similar to what we're doing here. And other related programming. A press release about the channel says it also has never never before seen behind-the-scenes footage, bonus content, original digital uh, series, cast interviews, and fan-favorite episodes. And maybe we'll actually get to watch some Walking Dead bloopers because they just do not exist. And we have talked about this before on how we would all love to see some Walking Dead bloopers. Uh, You know, uh, there's probably tons of them. Along with the Walking Dead channel, IMDb is also launching AMC Presents, which highlights uh, the flagship network series, including Turn, The Turn, Washington Spies. That was a great show. I watched that as well. Halt and Catch Fire, The Making of the Mob, and Into the Badlands. It also features movies and unscripted originals. Wow, that's great. I mean, man, uh, that sounds fantastic. Uh, Tiffany writes, a channel, where's my pen to take notes? Do you know the cost to subscribers? IMDb is free. I don't know if these chat, if IMDb TV is going to be paid for. It, it says it's going to be ad supported, so I don't think so. Uh, the only paid service that IMDb has is IMDb uh, Pro. Uh, and that's only if you have title, like I'm a member of IMDb Pro because uh, we have the show listed on IMDb, our profile, so I, I need IMDb Pro, uh, but I don't think that's what you're going to need to have to watch these shows. Saz writes, I have video on my channel of all my merch. Uh, let's see. 
Uh, oh, Saz was re- was responding to Deadman who asked, "Does anyone have any signed merchandise?" Speaking of which, guys, I gotta show you this. I'm gonna go off the screen for a second because it's right over there. Hang on. So, uh, Pollyanna McIntosh and Sabrina Gennarino. Pollyanna played Jadis, and Sabrina Gennarino played Tommy L, uh, the garbage people from uh, The Walking Dead. Uh, I signed up and uh, did their virtual tour that they did together. Sabrina Gennarino was a guest on our show as well. And uh, I got this in the mail from Pollyanna. Uh, Jadis, and as you can see, it says, uh, Stay Walking Viz. Big love, Pollyanna. And we're also getting one from uh, Sabrina, who played Tommy L. In fact, I messaged Sabrina saying, hey, where's your picture? And she just hasn't gotten around to signing them yet. But hers is coming as well. So there you guys go. I think this is cool. This is awesome. I'm so glad to have this. And I'm developing quite a uh, display in my little office here of signed Walking Dead memorabilia and notes and just other cool stuff. But I love this picture of Jadis and Pollyanna McIntosh signed. So that was awesome. That was awesome. Uh, iCruiser writes, wow, uh, pretty cool. Evelyn writes, epic on Instagram. Uh, let's see, uh, Tiffany writes, okay, Deadman writes, or Kenny Singer writes, yes, ma'am, Alpha, that was the news that dropped yesterday, uh, Kimberly writes, that's nice, Lindsay Sparks writes, amazing photo viz, uh, as does Singer Chick, it is a cool photo, and I love it, I love it, I can't wait to get the, uh, Tommy L one as well, so, that's it for the news today, and we are going to start off our topic. And tonight's topic, guys, we are going to be talking about the people who have had the biggest influence on the character of Rick Grimes on The Walking Dead. And uh, you guys probably think there's only one, and that one that probably automatically comes to everyone's mind is Herschel. But there has been a lot more than that. A lot more than just Herschel. Herschel has been just the most obvious one out of the whole group. Uh, So let's go back all the way to the first season after Rick wakes up from his coma and sees what the world has become. The first person, living person, that he comes across is Morgan. Now, Morgan is the one who explains to Rick what happened to the world that they once knew and even shows him how to properly kill a walker. And a lot of people, I've mentioned this also in the past, a lot of people think that it's Rick Grimes that coins the term walker. It's not. Morgan is the one who came up with that term. Rick passed it on to the camp group. And then it just became 
the name that is most commonly used to refer to the zombies on The Walking Dead. But it all originated with Morgan, not Rick. Now, uh, if it wasn't for Morgan, it was highly probable that Rick wouldn't have been dead. He would have been dead pretty early on in the show. Morgan makes late, uh, later appearances on the show where he helps Rick to regain himself as a good person. We generally say that Morgan had an overall good influence on Rick and was a loyal friend and companion. If you guys remember throughout all of season one, every morning Rick would go to the top of the hill uh, with his walkie-talkie to try to reach Morgan, who had the other walkie-talkie. But they did not connect. We did not see Morgan again till season three. And Lenny James, who plays Morgan, uh, has said this himself, that for the first five seasons of The Walking Dead, the character of Morgan has uh, was only on three episodes. So that's half of the show's lifespan, uh, the first half, Morgan was only in three episodes. But because of that premiere, he just became ingrained as in our minds as just one of the originals uh, that we sort of forget about that. You know what I mean? Uh, we don't really talk about that. Now, despite Morgan going off the rails, Rick never forgot what Morgan did for him. Now, next on our list is Carl Grimes. From the very beginning, Carl was Rick's driving force, allowing him to face every situation with courage and determination. And this is because he basically had something to fight for, which was for the future that he had envisioned for Carl, his son. We can see just how important Carl was to Rick and his influence over him in many different situations. An example of just how far he would go to keep fighting is that time when the claimers or the marauders, the group led by Joe, whatever the hell you want to call them, had tracked down Rick, Michonne, and Carl. If you guys remember, Carl was dragged out of the car and throw down to the ground while Michonne was held at gunpoint. Daryl was being beaten, and the leader of the uh, claimers, Joe, had Rick down on his knees. Now, Rick was either going to have to watch the, the people he cared for about to die in front of him, a very horrible death, or he was going to have to take measures and fight back somehow. Seeing Carl in this situation made Rick do the unthinkable. Uh, I guarantee you Joe wasn't thinking that he was going to do this. He fought back by headbutting Joe, and then during the struggle, when he had no other option, Rick takes a chunk out of Joe's throat, out, uh, in a very aggressive way, no second thoughts, it was right after Joe asked him, what are you going to do now, sport? He had him in a bear hug, and Joe asks him, 
what are you going to do now, sport? And Rick showed him exactly what he was going to do. He put him down. Uh, I think this really shows us how far someone could go to protect his children uh, and the people that he loves. Even after Carl's death, his memory continued to influence Rick's decisions. And you could even argue that Carl became even a bigger influence on Rick after Carl passed away. One of those decisions was not to kill Negan, which caused a rift between the survivors, especially after all the crap that Negan had done. But Rick wanted to honor Carl, who was sure that there was no more to this world than vengeance and hatred. So Rick showed mercy and offered peace to the saviors, and he spared Negan, which, like we said, upset everyone, and none more so than Maggie. We all know what her reaction was to all of that. Uh, Rakur writes, my mom said Joe's death could have happened in real life. Oh, yeah. Those, uh, that is definitely possible. Nothing in regards to Joe's death is completely fictional other than the scene that we saw it being fictional. Um, let's see what's going on on Instagram. Raldio is giving us a smiley love face. Uh, that's how Genesis has to go. Thank you for joining us. Uh, so, next on the list, now we're getting to Herschel, okay? Herschel Green. We meet Herschel after Carl gets shot in season two, uh, putting the whole walkers on the farm situation aside. Herschel really proved himself to be a good, wise old man uh, who gave great advice to Rick in his desperate moments. We can bear witness to this great counseling of his when the governor was seconds away from slicing through uh, his neck uh, with uh, Michonne's katana. Rick does actually quote something that makes Herschel very proud of him in that moment and smiles. Rick says, we could still come back. We get to come back. We can all change. After these words, we catch a glimpse of Herschel smiling in a proud way as how a proud dad is smiling at what his son has achieved. Uh, we can also mention that time that when Laurie died, it was Herschel that brought him back and convinced him to give people a chance, especially after the incident where Rick refused to let Tyrese and his group join them in the prison and led to them ultimately going over to the governor's side. Uh, Rick threw a whole tirade. Tyrese, Sasha, along with two other members of their group, left the prison, and they ended up coming to Woodbury because Woodbury took them in. And they, at that point, Sasha and Tyrese thought that Rick and his group in the prison were the crazy ones. Uh, it also goes to show, though, how much of an influence Herschel had on Rick because there are times he does give people a second chance. 
And you got to admit, guys, when Laurie died and Rick totally detached himself from the group, he was hallucinating. He would be in the prison courtyard, pacing back and forth, talking to his hallucinations. We all remember uh, him down in the prison basement, getting those imaginary phone calls from people in his past. Uh, and it was Herschel who, uh, when the group was presented with challenges, would turn to the group and say, let's see what Rick has to say. Even though the group and even Herschel knew that Rick was really struggling in that moment, it was Herschel who never gave up on him. Herschel always kept faith that Rick would come back. Um, J531 writes, hey, Viz. Hey, Jay. Uh, Rag is waving at us on Instagram. Welcome. Majid is joining us on Instagram. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, Raldio Gaming is giving us a smiley left face. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see what's going on on YouTube. Uh, Neil is joining us on YouTube saying, I was just thinking if virus like Corona exists and zombie like virus is coming soon. No. Zombie virus not coming soon. Zombies, zombie virus is fictional. People do not come back after they die. That is pure science fiction, guys. Uh, Summer writes, I think he was uh, going to try and work it out with Lori, but she died before he didn't have the chance. That's why he went crazy after she died. Um... Anil writes, we, the Walking Dead family, will easily survive. Uh, Lindsay Sparks on Facebook writes, I think that the friendship between Herschel and Rick was amazing. It was. It was. Uh, Preston on YouTube writes, thinks he thinks a zombie virus would be kind of fun. I don't. <laughs> I really don't. And I don't think you would either. If it actually happened, I think you'd be, you know, crapping in your pants. All right, let's move on to the next person on our list, and that's Shane. Uh, Shane's influence on Rick and Rick's influence on Shane started back when those two were back in high school. But anyway, Shane wasn't always the bad guy, but his actions were unforgivable. Shane's long friendship with Rick gained him his trust. So Rick's decisions were often influenced. Uh, so Rick's decisions were often influenced by Shane's ideas. Shane wasn't as merciful as Rick, and often used this point to prove himself to be a better leader. For example, when they captured when they captured Randall, Shane was inclined to execute him, and Rick was so close to doing it if it wasn't for his own good judgment and reservations, which may have come about from Dale. Remember that Dale was against the idea of Shane killing Randall. Randall ends up being killed by none other than Shane himself, and not long afterwards, Shane meets the same fate by Rick 
which scarred our hero for the rest of his life because he had to put down his best friend and that left a huge impact on him. Um, so let's see. Next on the list is Herschel's daughter, Maggie Green. When we first meet Maggie, she's not quite the zombie apocalypse badass survivor type yet. She was a farmer girl, uh, but her knowledge on how to work the land actually was very important to have during the apocalypse as food becomes scarce and people eventually had to rely on themselves to grow on their to grow their own food. At the at the prison, we can see how much Rick has learned from both Maggie and Herschel as he adopts his new farmer life and we can say the road went both ways because Maggie learned how to be a great leader and a badass uh, directly from Rick. After creating a home at the prison, Rick was very careful when it comes to bringing in new people. Uh, and this is where Daryl comes in. Rick was lucky to have Daryl, who wasn't only a great asset to the group because of his hunting and tracking skills, and also his great combat experience. He was also a great judge of character when it came to meeting people. You know, that's when the whole three questions started to pop up. Uh, how many walkers have you killed? How many people have you killed? Why? Okay. Uh, those three questions, whenever they met someone new, was a big deciding factor as to whether or not they would bring those people into the community. If you all remember, Rick takes Daryl with him to find people, and this led them to Jesus, who we all know is one of the good guys, and one who Daryl agreed to give a chance to when they took him back to Alexandria after that incident, which ended up with the truck of supplies in the pond. If you remember, Jesus saved Daryl when he told him to duck, and there was a walker right behind him in the midst of that hilarious chase between Daryl, Rick, and Jesus. And right after Jesus saved Daryl's life, well, Daryl thanks him by knocking him out. <laughs> it was also Daryl who brought Noah and Bob into the group, so you could say he had a big influence on Rick when it, did, when it came to bringing new people into the group. Daryl's character showed us the meaning of loyalty, brotherhood, and courage, which he certainly showed by example to Rick. No doubt that Daryl became one of Rick's greatest friends, and we could see that a lot when it comes to him uh, standing by Rick's side, no matter what the consequences were or risks were. And even the mere fact if Daryl flat out disagreed with Rick, he really tried his best to ab abide by whatever Rick's decisions were. And we did not see that more than after the Savior War, and Rick had asked Daryl to uh, take over the sanctuary, which we all discussed before in a previous episode. 
And that was a huge mistake for Rick. Uh, putting Daryl in charge of the sanctuary, a place where he was kept prisoner, was a bad idea. And if I remember correctly, we all sort of agreed that the better option to put in charge of the sanctuary after the Savior War would have been Laura, who was a savior. Laura became a trusted member of Alexandria. Laura is also known as Barcode. Laura is the one who had that barcode tattoo on her neck. And she probably would have made a much better choice to run the sanctuary. But that's not the decision that Rick came to. Anyway, let's move on to another character influence for Rick. One of the most controversial events that happened on the show was Rick's decision, which uh, led to the killing of the saviors in the outpost because of the deal he made with Gregory, the leader of the hilltop at the moment, which of course was a grave mistake that had major consequences on the group. With Alexandria at Negan's mercy, uh, because of this, Rick constantly pushed his people into accepting that providing for the saviors is now their new way of life. Like I said, that night when Negan killed Abraham and Glenn, Negan broke Rick. I mean, he completely broke him that night. Uh, if it weren't for Michonne who convinced Rick that this is not living, Rick would not have stepped up and started a counterattack on the saviors. Uh, who knows how long they would have had to endure the oppression under Negan's rule. Michonne was more than a friend, lover, and mother figure to Carl. She also filled the role as Rick's confidant, uh, his most trusted ally next to Daryl, someone he would listen to and take advice from in uh, probably some of his most stubborn phases. So there you guys have it. That's our list of Rick's biggest influences in the uh, nine plus seasons that we were lucky to have his character on the show. Let's see what you guys are talking about. Uh, let's see. Uh, Singer Chick writes, Poor Dale, one thing's for sure. If the zombie apocalypse ever came true, forget about being a moral compass. Uh, it's either you die, it's as uh, soon as you die, you die. <laughs> Rakuri, Master writes, so if we forget about being a moral compass, we die. Uh, Anil writes, uh, Anil has to leave us. Thank you for joining us. Singer writes, uh, would work great on live people. Preston, but it would only create more zombies if you used it on them. Preston also writes, I love Dale. Uh, let's see, just scrolling down the list here. Singer writes, absolutely loved Jesus's introduction. That was great. Um, let's see what's going on on Instagram. I Cruiser writes, at the beginning, he was kind of bad, but I love that Negan is a good guy. I think we can all agree that what Negan has turned into right now is someone that we all like. Now, I'm going to mention it again, guys. I, Negan is going to become the leader of Alexandria 
Mark my words. So he's going to do something momentous in this finale that we're getting here in a few short weeks that he's really going to win the trust of uh, the communities. Uh, I'm not going to I'm not saying they're going to forget about all the crap he's done. He has a lifetime that a lifetime worth of crap that he needs to make up for. But they are going to see that he is uh, the right leader to lead Alexandria. Michonne is gone. Rick is gone. Who else is going to take over Alexandria? I love Aaron. I just don't see Aaron stepping up to be the leader of Alexandria. Uh, Tiffany on Twitter writes, I don't fault Rick for totally attacking the saviors. Jesus should have told or felt he knew more. You know what? That's a good point. Uh, I always thought of uh, Gregory being the one who was holding back. But Jesus was in a much better position to uh, warn Rick and the group, hey, you know, this group is pretty big and that's just a single outpost that you're taking out and you're about to stir up some crap. Uh, Singer Chick writes, I think Aaron will die in the finale. Wow, that would upset Marco, I'll tell you that much. Uh, Rakuri Master on YouTube writes, Rick, Glenn, Carl, Michonne, and Daryl. Matt Murph, uh, 45 on YouTube writes, Maggie is my favorite. We are getting, we are getting Lauren Cohen, who played Maggie back in this next episode on October 4th. It's going to be a whole new Maggie. Uh, she has spent a lot of years away from the community. Uh, roaming the countryside with Georgie. More than likely, she's come across the Commonwealth. And uh, even the actress herself, Lauren Cohen, has said that the Maggie that we're getting back is not going to be the same Maggie that we remember. Uh, she's going to be different. How? I don't know. But it's going to be a different uh, side, of different Maggie. It's going to be a different person. And just a different personality. Obviously, she's had a lot of time to grow. She's had a lot of experiences in losing her husband, Glenn. So I'm really excited to see what they're going to do with Maggie's character. Uh, Matt writes, I think Gabriel will lead Alexandria. See, uh, Matt, I don't think Gabriel is going to make it past this finale. Singer thinks that Aaron is going to die. I think Aaron is going to be fine. I don't think Gabriel is going to make it out of the finale. In the comic books, Gabriel dies in the uh, what would have been the last episode that we saw, episode 15, is when Gabriel's death occurred in the comic books. I don't see him making it into season 11. I think Gabriel's character arc has come full circle from that weasel that we that he was when we first met him anyway guys we are out of time for today in fact we have gone beyond the time i want to thank you guys so much for joining me tonight you have been awesome as always please visit our website deadtalklive.com to see all of our upcoming guests the list is growing large so go check it out uh, you could see featured recent episodes, submit questions. 
please go ahead and submit your questions. Uh, see all of our upcoming guests. Use our submission form to submit a question to any one of our guests or to all of them. Uh, just make sure you note down which guest the question is for, and we will gladly ask that question to them when they are live on the air with us. Go ahead and visit our YouTube channel, which is called Walking Dead Now, and please subscribe if you're there right now. Please go ahead and hit the thumbs up button on this broadcast. You guys have been amazing as always. I'll be back on the air again tomorrow night. Stay safe. And until then, guys, remember, stay walking.